Warning, the following program contains subject matter not suitable for a younger audience. It contains offensive language and opinions. Stop it, you're acting like a child. Greetings, ghouls. It's time to discuss, disgust, and dissect. Horror. No normal mind can imagine. I'm gonna die here. Aren't you drinking? I never drink. Why? Fucking dead bastard. And now, introducing our hosts, the gruesome twosome, Mike and Jeremy. We are Fetters of the Dead. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Welcome to Fans of the Dead. I'm Mike. I'm Jeremy. What up, bro? Not much. What's going on? A little earlier than uh, we're used to doing this. Right. Unless you're in the UK, then it's probably regular time. Yeah. So we're going to be talking to Laura Ellen Wilson today. We are. You might have seen her in... Movies like Friday the 13th, Vengeance, the fan film, Surprise. Uh, she has a couple other movies. Uh, Monster, based off, I guess it's a best-selling book, which I want to check out now. And Coven of Evil, She's she's done a lot of stuff. Quite the filmography. So, obviously, across the pond, the, I don't know if it was the internet, or it was user error on our part, our being me. But there was a little bit of lag and a little bit of glitching, we'll say. So it's going to pick up right as she's talking about her upcoming film, Barry the Hatchet. <laughs> Barry the Hatchet, which sounds like a fun pun. Yeah. Barry the Hatchet. It's, a, it's nice. Yeah, no, I, I I read the synopsis and it when we'll, we'll talk about it, but it, it sounds like it'll be just a fun film. So let's just get right into it. Absolutely. You should speak with her. She's great. I can't wait to work with her. So, yeah, we've got Abigail Scott, and she is introducing to the story, basically telling a lot of campers around a campfire, of course, the story of Barry Skerritt. And from there, I can't really say any more, but, you know, we may or may not get to meet Barry. (laughs) I'm sure everyone will get to meet Barry. <laughs> now, did did they seek you out for that movie? Did you audition for it? The initial contact with Bobby was made by myself. I am in another film called With Child with Julie, who I've just mentioned, yeah. and I was just kind of on IMDb one day, and I happened to look on her IMDb and saw Barry the Hatchet, and the title just <laughs> I had to click on it, so. I saw that um, Bobby Blood was directing it. It turns out that we were already in contact on Facebook. So I sent him over a message and we started talking and that's kind of how it went, really. Nice. Yeah, I know. I actually noticed that she was in, because I was looking at With Child because that looked really interesting. Mm, yeah. Like, like just the just the cover art alone. Like I was like, this looks really good because i mean we mike and i talk all the time about how like cover art like used to like draw our attention to what we were going to rent at the video store and now everything's just like kind of photoshopped whatever just yeah yeah but yeah 
that was I'm looking forward to that. Should be good. It's very different. I I get to be Aiden's pregnant throughout, which I'm not gonna lie, I'm really excited about because. I can eat what I want on set and like, I don't have to suck in at all. So that's great for me. <laughs> now is, um, so for like Barry the Hat, is it all going to be in like LA? Are you shooting anywhere else? For me, I believe my main location is going to be in LA. Um, but there are other locations in Arizona and I believe Washington. Oh, nice. Um, I'm not sure. I know for a fact that I'm not filming in Washington, but there is a possibility of a few days in Arizona, which is nice because I've not visited yet. So I'm looking forward to seeing some of the sites there. Yeah, I've, I've actually have a, a friend who moved from Washington and said it's absolutely gorgeous. Oh, wicked. Okay, cool. Wicked. She's, she's already got our lingo down. Wicked. <laughs> wicked. Oh, wicked. Or, <laughs> or, or we stole it from them. Who knows? Probably. <laughs> Yeah, and I also noticed you have a like a TV series. Now, this is going to be a weird segue, just because that's how my brain works. Um, <laughs> okay. Called Swords of Scavelia. Yes. Now, are we going to get to see these broadsword skills that I'm reading about? Yes. <laughs> In a word, yes. I'm really excited. That is, unfortunately, that is another project that was meant to shoot at the back end of last year. And uh, again, it's having to be pushed to later on this year. But I was speaking to Lynn, uh, who's the director, Lynn Harvey, and she said that we are definitely going to be filming it this year. So, yeah, I can't wait for that. I'm definitely going to have to brush up on the skills, though, because, you know, so. <laughs> Girl, so on. <laughs> well, no, it was because one of the first things that comes up on your INDB is, you know, your uh, black belt in martial arts and that you excel in like broadswords, dagger and archery, which is basically just telling me never to break into your house. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I love those kind of like period, like type type shows. That's like yeah. kind of like my, my, that's like kind of the phase I'm in right now. Nice. It's, yeah. I, I think that there's something, um, I don't know. I, I'm a sucker for costumes and it's, for me personally, that's the kind of costume that I've never worn. And to be honest, when I used to have my silver hair, I don't know if you've seen pictures of that, I was obviously, there was no place for me as a character in sort of medieval period dramas because obviously hair colour. But I have made a point over the past year of A, growing the hair out. This is like the longest it's ever been. But I mean, COVID has helped with that because no hairdressers have been open. <laughs> and sort of, you know, neutralize the hair color a little bit to be more natural. So I'm really hoping for more opportunities in that sort of genre. So what what got you really into like the self-defense thing? Oh, that's, you know, I'd like it to be a long story, but it's really not. My dad used to work with the instructor, uh, Steve Whiteley, and I was about 10. I'd, I always kind of exercised. I was always one of those kids who ran everywhere. So my mum was more sort of wanting an outlet for that energy. And dad was speaking to Steve and Steve said, hey, you know, you can come along. Actually, I think I was probably about seven or eight at first. And I went for maybe three or four lessons. And it there's part of the classes where we kind of line up and there's one person holding onto a big pad, like a, a punch bag, essentially. Yeah. And we practice kicks on there. So we'll sort of like step forward, right kick, and then left kick, and then we'll go to the back of the line and it'll, like, rotate. I 
got completely put off on the third or fourth class because one of the older girls absolutely laid into me with the kicks and I just shot straight backwards with this pad. I wasn't ready for it. And I just said, zoom straight back. And that was it for like two or three years. I was like, I'm not going back. I can't do it. I'm going to get, yeah. But yeah, I got to about 10 years old and went back and absolutely loved it. It was probably one of the best decisions I've ever made to go back there because it's opened so many doors for me. And if, you know, just in terms of, personal discipline as well it's it's just been amazing and i would probably not really have started dance if i hadn't have been doing kung fu because it's very it flows so it's kind of a natural transition into dance from there as well so yeah that was actually a really long story wasn't it i said it was going to be sorry <laughs> well and then you you filmed the uh, promotional video that that kind of got your oh, yeah. like the, the juices going for acting definitely yeah, that was great. It was called Lifeline and it was a really simple premise. One day there's a young girl walking down the street. She gets mugged by three guys. She, on her way back home, she's crying. She passes a martial arts club. It shows her starting the classes, going from beginner right through to maybe halfway through. I think she gets to like green sash and then she in the future bumps into these three guys again and essentially floors them. They just do they just like play that in schools and stuff like that to try and get Yeah. Yeah, kids. It, it was yeah. um in in my local town, Chorley, uh, we have about I don't know, maybe we have four high schools and maybe five or six primary schools. And that was played to year groups three. Plus, I think for you guys, year three would probably be seven or eight years old. So, yeah. It depends on where you start. Like, do you have, like, we go, like, kindergarten, first, second, third. I don't know if the UK works the same way. How old is kindergarten? Five. Like five, yeah. Okay, so that would be our school starting age. Yeah, so it'd be, like, five to six. Uh, my daughter's in first grade now, so she's she's six now. She'll be seven uh, next month. So, so, yeah, so it's probably, probably yeah, so it's probably shown to like second graders upwards. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. It definitely it was definitely the start of mm -hmm. something on camera for me. Yeah, definitely. When now when you ended up going to like college, did you go mm -hmm. specifically for that? Or did you have anything else yeah. like in mind? You did? Yeah, it was a bit of a battle because my parents weren't too keen on the idea of me going into acting because it's it is a very unstable industry no matter where you are um and i think all all parents would probably feel the same if their child says they wanted to be an actor but for school i was kind of discouraged a little bit and my mom kind of said to me why don't you try nursing so for a while, I did a bit of health and social care in school, but there was always like in the back of my mind, it was always like, oh, I want to perform. So yeah, it, it was a bit of a battle to go to college and study musical theatre, but I won in the end. <laughs> and I did two years of musical theatre at college. I saw you post the other day about it. So what exactly is like BTEC? Uh, BTEC is basically full-time learning for that specific course. Okay. So musical theatre entails singing, dancing, and acting, okay, essentially. So, 
an A level is where you do maybe three or four different subjects um, and it's kind of your time split up. So I could, if I did an A level, I could do musical theatre. Um, I could also do psychology, uh, sociology, all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, I did it kind of full time. It was great. Yeah, because I, I saw there's uh, they're contemplating about pulling some of the funding for it. That is going to be such a sad day. I really, I really hope it was like a fake news story or something. Yeah. Because oh my goodness. Yeah, I was I was trying to read up on it, but a lot of the stories it wanted me to join whatever thing. I was like, um, oh, no. <laughs> like not for one article. But yeah, no, I mean, yeah. they, 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 I mean, they do they do similar things like that here where they're constantly. Like trying to maybe pull funding from like the music program or dramatic arts program, so it's probably kind of like the same thing. But you said that's more like full time. Yeah. So all right, so that yeah, you spent some time in Mexico. You did singing and dancing, and how was working on a cruise ship? Very different to working on land. You know, it would be, but way more difficult than I expected. It's, I mean, it doesn't even taking. Out of the equation, you know, the seasickness, the boat rocking and everything like that. Mm. It's way more claustrophobic than you think. My cabin was, it was sort of below sea level, which wasn't mm. a problem at all. But we had um, fake air. I can't, yeah. what, what is the word? It's like on a plane. Yeah. Oh, the words just escaped me. I can't remember it. But I know what you mean. I, yeah, I constantly had a sore throat and a rasp. Because it was so of dry. this fake air. Yeah, it was it was insane. That was one part of it that I just didn't see coming. I, I, I thought I was prepared for it. But yeah, I constantly had a sore throat. And obviously while you're working, you can't chew chewing gum to kind of keep, you know, the the I don't like the word, but lubrication. Um yeah. <laughs> But yeah, you can't like you can't like have a throat lozenge or chewing gum or anything. So it was just like, ugh. But working on a cruise ship, it was a lot of fun. You got to dock in a new place every day, which was amazing. Yeah. But I think if 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 I was to choose between cruise ships and working on land, I would most definitely go for working on land because you can become familiar with the area that you're living in right. um, and kind of immerse yourself in the culture. Yeah, but it, it was it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, I've never been on a cruise, and people tell me you can't really feel that the boat like moving, but I find that hard to believe. Well, it's a ship. I mean, it's a lot bigger than a boat. Well, I understand that, but, yeah. but I don't know. <laughs> you like, can't. I don't know, like I, you actually can't. I, like, I just envision, like, you know, while you're up there doing, like, your thing, and then all of a sudden, just, like, people just kind of, like, fall off to, like, one side because <laughs> they hit, like, a wave. <laughs> It can happen, know. but it's not often. Okay. I mean, I, I know you're you're basically riding in a giant city. Right, yeah. Ba- basically what it is. Yeah. I mean, especially now. I mean, there's some big, big, big ass like cruise ships. Yeah. It's very it's very cool. Yeah, but it looks like you've seen the world. I mean, besides being on a cruise ship, Mexico, Bulgaria, Romania, the Bahamas, Spain, Italy. Is there yeah. any place that you would like to work in in the future? Australia, New Zealand. I'd love to go to Thailand as well. They, they've the opportunity has never arisen to go either traveling or working over there, but they're definitely on the bucket list. Nice. Yeah, Australia is definitely on on my bucket list. I'd love to go to Germany. Germany's great. 
Uh, my grandfather was from was born in Sweden, so it's would love to go there sometime to like see where he grew up. Nice. But the the furthest, I mean, I've been to the UK a couple times, and that just kind of got that just got the the travel bug kind of going. Cool. Where about uh, in the UK did you go? Well, the first time it was just my wife and I. We we did the whole we did the whole London thing, which is it, it it's fine. But we saw the things that, like everyone goes there to see. But we realized like this is New York. It, it it's basically what it is. I mean, there's some yeah. cool stuff, but but like the atmosphere, I'm like this this is basically New York. Yeah. Um, and then we spent a week in um, Edinburgh in Scotland. Yes. What did you think of that? It is. Mike's probably sick of hearing me talk about this. <laughs> No, go on. Uh, no. no, but it, it's 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 literally my favorite place in the world. Oh, really? If if there was some sort of way that we could figure out a way to live there, we would. Oh, that's amazing! I love Edinburgh and Scotland. And this, we were there, wow, almost three years ago now. Uh, we now we brought our family, so it was a whole big trip of of us. And we did the London thing because our mothers hadn't seen it. Actually, we brought oh, the kids. We brought the the kids yeah. too. But then we spent some time in Northern England, up near where uh, Dan grew up, near Middlesbrough. Okay. So we spent some time there, and then we went back to Edinburgh. Where actually we stayed right on the Royal Mile, and it was just awesome. Nice. But yeah. Now I'm like, I want to go to other places. So after you do all your like training stuff, did you know like you wanted to get into horror? Like were you already like a horror buff at that point? I've been into horror for as long as I can remember. I'm yeah. always looking for the next scare. So I'm I mean, I can spend like the length of a movie trying to find a movie. Yeah. Like horror. I'll like scour online, I'll be like the best horror movies of 2021. Um and I'll be going through all of these lists. But no, I've I've always loved horror and I've always been intrigued, I think, about the special effects and how things are done. Yeah. So yeah, that was I mean, I didn't go out to be in horror. It's mm. just kind of what opportunities were available at the time and what I auditioned for and what I ended up getting. But I I absolutely love my horror journey. It's fantastic. Some of the best people I've ever met have been on a horror set. So yeah. Now what um what what got you started in it? Like what was like the first thing you remember that like scared the crap out of you that I think I wanna say my earliest memory was probably about five and I watched Jaws. That memory was when oh god, what's his name? He slides down into the oh, mouth. Clint? That's his name. That's probably my earliest memory of horror and I just I just remember watching like this five-year-old just like watching the screen like this and all this blood coming out of Quinn's mouth. <laughs> and it did like it didn't scare me, but I was like, I need to watch more. <laughs> I th- I think the, the movie that they got me was Poltergeist. I was oh, probably I like seven, I was probably like seven or eight. And my mom, my mother thought it was fine. Who was letting you guys watch these movies at five and seven? Oh. <laughs> well, yeah, no. I, I, Come on. I, I don't know why, like, they put the movie on. I don't know. My mother and my stepfather are probably like, hey, let's watch Poltergeist. And then, like, so, so I'm like, 
okay, like it's just like ghosts, it's fine. So now for like the next like three weeks, I had visions of trees like coming through my window, and then I'm gonna walk into the bathroom and somebody's gonna be peeling their face off. Oh my god, that's uh, so funny. I was like horrified. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but party like in your brain is like, well, now I'm intrigued. Yeah. But I didn't, it was probably like another year or so later that I, I think, I think it was like alligator or something like that that I saw. I was, I'm like, this is fun. I'm like, this isn't as scary. This is just ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah, no, I like from there and it just builds and builds and builds. And now at this point, like you said, we're, we're searching for movies on Netflix or Prime. And it's just like, no, no. I, no. I think there's too much opportunity and too many options. Like back in the day, it was like, okay, it's either this channel or this channel. And that was it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But I think, like you said as well, the cover art plays a big part of it for me. Like, if right. if the initial poster doesn't look appealing, then I'll be like, no, and I'll move on, which probably I shouldn't do. Like, I'm definitely by its cover there. But mm-hmm. I think the, the poster art is definitely very important as a first impression anyway. Oh, of course. I don't know if you do. You, do you have Shudder at all? No, I don't. So when I first subscribed to it, there's there's a, an anthology on there called Scare Package, which is amazing. But the cover art is like this, like, uh, what do you call it? Like a demon hand or something like that? Yeah. yeah. Like just, like, hand, put, yeah. just like pulling like a VHS tape, like off a shelf or something like that. I'm like, that's awesome. Cool. But, but like now everything is, like you said, like Photoshop that just has all the people that are in the movie on it instead of like hand drawn, you know, kind of things. But so what do, what kind of stuff are you watching now? Oh, I just finished Snowpiercer on Netflix. Um, Who is that? Oh, that is, oh, it's amazing. You have to watch it. I'm literally recommending it to everybody. It's one of those, I wouldn't say it's a horror. It's like an end of the world kind of thing. But mm-hmm. you know that there's something more coming. It's, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I forgot what I was going to say because I'm thinking about it now and I want, I kind of want to watch it all over again. <laughs> Season two comes out on the 26th of this month and I'm like, I'm kind of wishing my life away for them. It's basically about the world that's frozen over and the only thing that could keep people alive is this train. And this train was built specifically for the purpose of keeping people alive during this absolute ice age. And this train is like 1,001 carriages long. So oh, there's wow. like hundreds of people. Like It's one of those things that is so far-fetched, but they make it seem so realistic. Like it's it's amazing. It's brilliant. I really, really enjoyed it. And it's it's not got too many big named actors in it as well, which is really refreshing. Right. Um, so you get to see a load of new talent there. Jennifer Connelly plays the lead, yep. which is really nice because i haven't seen her on my screen in a really long time and i actually think she's really underrated she's fantastic in this so yeah she um oh god she's scottish actually or no oh i don't know she she speaks with an american accent i don't know Does she, okay. i'm trying to think who oh god we were just we were watching um we were watching brave the other day the disney oh. movie and i'm trying to think of who did her voice I, th- I thought it was her. Mike's pulling up the Google machine. The um, Google machine. Yeah, it's going to have to be a job for Google, I think. <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, um, the first time I actually saw you, and, of course, like, I didn't know it, was Friday the 13th Vengeance, which is my favorite horror franchise of all time. 
So I'm like, I haven't checked out any of the, like the fan films. I'm like, I need something new. And it was, I loved it. It was, it was, it was great. Um, I love that they brought back a couple of the actors from, from the originals. Cause uh, you had yeah. Steve Dash was like the, the sheriff and um, CJ Graham obviously played Jason's father in it. Yeah. However, apparently in the script, they did not give you the memo that you don't go skinny dipping in Crystal Lake. What? Wait, what? Your death scene. <laughs> yes. You were drowned in the lake, right? Which is probably yeah. the coolest death for Friday the 13th. Jason drowning you. That's... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but as we had seen in other ones, I, I know you ran off with the other guy and you guys went in the lake. So just, you don't go swimming in Crystal Lake at night. No, I know. It's it's rookie mistake, you know? Yeah. <laughs> But it was, it, was um, a, it was a fun movie, though. Like, I love the aggression of him, like, in that portrayal. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I was genuinely terrified when I was shooting that scene. We did the wide shot in in a lake at night. And that, I mean, that was terrifying because we got in and it was absolutely freezing that night as well. And I was really bothered about the water being so cold but actually the water was warmer than the, the temperature outside. So like, okay. it was actually quite nice. But whilst I was in there towards the end of the scene, on the other side of the lake, there must have been a pack of wild dogs or something. And as I was shouting, David, David, where are you? All of these dogs just started howling. <laughs> and I, I think they might have cut the sound up because I was I was trying to listen to it and I couldn't hear them. But all I remember while I was shouting David was hearing this deafening, like there must have been like 20 of them at least, just this deafening howling behind me. And I didn't want to look behind me, but I was like looking and all I could see was the crew standing there and they were like this, like at the camera, but then they just went, <laughs> like, they, like they were genuinely scared as well. And in the end I was like, Guys, can I get out now? <laughs> Quick, get out! <laughs> but yeah, that was um, that was scary. But the the close-ups we shot in a swimming pool, and they black they they kind of drained it, then they blacked it all out underneath and all around the outside, filled it back up, and Jason kind of came in there behind me, and I just remember thinking like, like just, it was just such a weird thing as well. It was yeah, it was it was a lot of fun, but I, I was genuinely scared. Now, did the actor that played him? Now, did they? Did he kind of stay away from everybody, so like the crew didn't get used to him, or was? Um, I mean, he. I spoke with Jason a lot, uh, Jason Brooks, and he. I don't really think he made any effort to distance himself from everybody else because mm -hmm. I think with with the mask on anyway. Yeah. That that as soon as he put that mask on, everybody was like, "Well, like they kind of." it was there like yeah. he didn't need to distance himself because it was already there you know yeah like because i know uh, derek mears who did the remake he he said he purposely stayed away from everybody and just cool. didn't want to didn't want the, the uh, anyone to see him in costume didn't want anyone to see anything that's Although, nice when, i like even, that even when they weren't like shooting if he was still in his makeup he'd go he, he, he'd go fuck with the, with the with the cast and try to scare the shit out of him it's, oh, it's that's hilarious so but yeah, no, that's, that's just, really cool. I don't know, that just seems like, like, there's, I don't want to say, like, that's like your epitome, but, like, there's, like, the sign you made it if you're in a Friday the 13th movie. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Do you know, that actually, it, that came about completely by chance as well. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I so I filmed my first lead role in a feature film was Monster by Matt Shaw. Um, that ended up premiering at Crypticon in Seattle. Yeah, and I watched that the other day. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah, I wanted to know what you think about it. It's, uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> it, it was, there was some unsettling it's things. It's a bit brutal at times, isn't it? <laughs> oh, good. Uh, that, that's the new definition of a birthday cake, I'll tell you that. So I was like, funny. I was like, oh god, it was great. Don't get me wrong. I'm actually yeah. really, I'm actually really interested in reading the book. The book. Oh my goodness. You know, I must say that I'm really glad that I read the script before I read the book. Oh really? Um, the book is brutal. Now I really want to read the book. Read the book. Yeah. No. It was. It was really the only. Um, I had a hard time hearing what's the the main character there. Rich, I think, was the 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 father. I think was it Rich? Ah, uh, Richard. Yeah, his his audio was like a little bit like low at times. I had to put on captioning. Uh, yeah, but I mean, it could have been the stream from Amazon. I don't know, but it was. Could just, have been your hearing as well, dude. I'm telling you, like my left ear. I'm pretty sure I'm deaf, like in my left ear. Like if Play I have the audio, if I have earbuds in, like I can barely hear out of my left ear. It, it's weird. Oh my god, probably bad. But no, just like you. Just that unsettling, like, scene of like the dude sprawled out with the birthday candles, like hanging out, and uh, just come on, have some cake. I'm like, oh god, that was a great moment. <laughs> that who um, he did to be fair, Mark, who was the the birthday cake, he did really well. He must have been lying there for hours. He, I think, he actually fell asleep at one point. We had to wake him up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wake up, we gotta start eating you now. Oh god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, that's just being kidnapped and just thrown into the strange place to be given to their mongoloid son who's like eight feet tall. Yeah. Who I mean, it seemed like he kind of taken a liking to you. He did. I was his bubba. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with that wig on. Come on. Straight in the reach of that Barbie doll, you know. <laughs> And you're just getting ready to leave. He's like, oh, friend. I'm like, that's not a good idea. I know, she was so close as well, wasn't she? <laughs> Damn it. Um, but no, that was, that was, I really, really enjoyed that movie. But oh. I mean, sorry to sidetrack from your story about the getting the vengeance role. Oh, no, it's fine. Oh, no, I, I must admit, when, when you wrote on Twitter that you were going to watch Monster um, or you'd watched it, I was like, oh, I can't wait to hear what you think about it. Monster is probably the, the film that I'm most intrigued as to what people have thought about it yeah. out of all the films that I've done. But yeah, I yeah, so Monster went over to Crypticon um, in Seattle and I flew out there um, with Matt and Matt was good friends with Jeremy Brown who was at the time in development slash pre-production for Friday the 13th Vengeance and... Yeah. You know, they, they kind of have like the little after parties at night. So I was just talking with Jeremy and he basically said, you know, I'd, I'd kind of like to get you in on this. I, the script is still in development, but, you know, when the time comes, I'll get you to audition and we'll see what you'd be suitable for. And it was it was probably one of those things at the time where I was like, oh, he's just kind of saying that, you know. Uh, so, yeah, it was probably that was in May. Then I got a message from him in the November, early December, 
uh, to audition. <laughs> Fun fact, I actually auditioned for the lead role, but my American accent was that horrible that he was like, yeah, just keep your English accent. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. It was, oh my gosh. Right. I've, I am going to start taking accent classes because it, it is it is horrible. I have, to, I, have, I have to hear it. Oh, I, I have to hear it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hi, my name is Laura Ellen Wilson, and I'm currently talking. <laughs> I'm bad. currently talking to fans of the dead. <laughs> I just embarrassed myself. That's better than my American accent. <laughs> oh no, no, it, it was it was terrible. I remember watching my audition back, and I was like, yeah. I mean, my acting is fine. Like, I'd be happy to send this off, but the accent is just horrible. I even sent the, I'm pretty sure I sent the audition with like, hey, Jeremy, I hope you like it. P.S. I really try my best on the American accent. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I auditioned for Angelica, but then he offered me the role of Trinity, which was amazing. I went out for... I think it went for 10 weeks and I stayed with him and his wife and his son and it was great it was such a fantastic experience that's awesome yeah no was that was that before you had done surprise with Dan and Dave that was oh we'd already shot two of the segments I believe the first mm. two chuckles and sweethearts we'd already mm. shot yes because my last day on Surprise was my birthday. And I think that was the May that year. So yeah, we were kind of halfway through Surprise, yeah. Yeah. Nice. No, no, what was the... Um, oh, God. The other movie I watched was Coven of Evil, which, again, do you typically not watch your stuff back? or? Well, that was really weird because I... Do you know what? I don't even know why. I, I did end up watching it, actually. When you said that you've watched it, I was like, oh, God, I'm going to have to watch it now because I don't, uh, uh, I'm not going to know sort of what happens because it was quite a long time ago when I filmed it as well. Mm. So a lot of the stuff that I watched, I was like, oh, my God, I totally forgot that happened. I make a point of always watching my stuff back. I always hate it, but I always learn from it. Right. Um, so if if... I know if I'm crying in a scene and I'm like, I don't, you know, I, I don't know. Your mouth doesn't do that when you cry. Uh, the next time I do a crying scene, I'll remember that and I'll be like, okay, instead of the mouth smiling, I need to frown it kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Just as an example, I don't know. But no, I always make a point of watching my stuff back. But with Coven of Evil, it was, it was in production for quite a while due to just everybody's work schedules. Uh, I think we probably shot it over maybe a year, maybe even a year and a half. No, that was the same for Surprise, but we were doing different segments, so it didn't really matter, um, hair colour continuity-wise. But, yeah, I was kind of waiting for it to come out. But, yeah, I just didn't I, I didn't really get the chance to sort of download it or just watch it. So I'm actually really glad that you mentioned that you were watching it because I, I, wouldn't, I still wouldn't have seen it. So thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the two movies I watched back-to-back, -back, I watched A Christmas Slay and then I watched Coven of Evil. So okay. in, two, in two straight movies your deaths that the killer has this thing about like drinking your blood like literally yeah. like toy so you have like oh the so like in christmas light you know you get like the whole axe thing and he's got like the axe and he's like licking it and i'm going that's uncomfortable <laughs> and then the, like the whole uh sacrifice thing in um coven of evil i'm just like huh 
Like, is this a trend? What can I say? I'm tasting. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, that's, that's a blast from the past actually christmas slayer yeah that was great that was that was fun it was yeah it was a fun movie yeah to to work on and to watch definitely yeah no like some of the some of the effects were really really well done yeah that was i think i i would christmas slay was my i don't think timeline wise i think i'm i'm pretty sure christmas slay was my first feature film mm-hmm. and my first film shooting outside of the UK as well. So it was a bit of a double whammy. So I was I was really sort of rabbit in headlights throughout that experience. But the cast and crew were really great. They I was I was like the least experienced out of everybody on that set. And they all really made a point of kind of making me feel really welcome. And kind of giving me advice as well, uh, which was really nice. It was a really nice first experience. Now where where was that filmed? That was in Bulgaria. You wouldn't have been able to tell where. Like, I could have assumed it was in England, but it looked really well, nice wherever it was. Yeah, it was supposed to be in Scotland, actually. Well, it's, it's set in Scotland. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the time of year when we were filming, we didn't have any <laughs> any uh, snow. And Bulgaria, the part of Bulgaria that we shot it in is pretty much guaranteed snow, like, 10 months out of the year. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure it, it kind of worked out a lot cheaper to film it in Bulgaria as well. <laughs> yeah, because it was supposed to be set in the Highlands, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, was, I was, I'm like, I don't know if that's the Highlands or not, but <laughs> do you guys usually get a lot of snow or no? Right now, we seem to have had snow for, it seems like, years. I'm not a mm-hmm. massive fan of snow. I love it when it first falls and it looks yeah. really pretty. But after that one, it just kind of turns to sludge and it's just there for like a few days. I'm like, I'm a bit bored now. Yeah, every time you like either you've posted something or Dave has posted something, I'm like it seems to always be snowing lately. Yeah, we've it's kind of been constant snow for about four weeks now. I don't I don't know if I remember us ever having snow for this long. Like <laughs> my dad has actually uh, th- almost three weeks ago he had a hip replacement. He got it just in time because COVID, everything kind of locked down again. So he got, he just got in there and he, he's been like, he's been on his pain meds. So he's been a bit woozy. And every time I've come downstairs to to see what he's up to, he's woken up and it's been blizzarding. And he's like, <laughs> am I dreaming right now? Or it's like, did I fall asleep and it was sunny and now I'm awake and it's blizzarding and white outside. But yeah, it's, we've had the strangest weather the past three weeks. Yeah, we, we, no, we usually get hammered, like with with so we'll 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 go to bed and it's dry out, and then we'll wake up and there's two and a half feet of snow, like that's, I mean that's just wow. that's that's what we do. But luckily, so we haven't got two and a half feet of snow yet. Right. So lately, we've been getting a ton, a ton of rain, and my wife says to me, she was just think this could be snow, like this is true. Yeah, you don't have to shovel rain, so that's good. <laughs> that's a very good point. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, what was it, like two, three years ago? We were getting like 15 inches of snow like once a week. It was like four straight weeks. Like I had nowhere to put it. Yeah, that was before I had a snowblower, yeah. That was what? That was before I got a snowblower that, that season. That was right. Wait, what is, it? what is a snowblower? It's just a machine you push and it just shoots the snow off your driveway. Yeah, so it's got this big, almost like um. It's like this big bucket. You can get smaller ones, big ones, and you just 
drive it into the snow and it shoots it, shoots it away. That's really cool. See, you can tell they don't get a lot of snow. <laughs> yeah. <I know. laughs> no, you get, um, uh, you know, you guys have the best gadgets for things. Yeah. We do. No, the, the snowblower is a very oh, good sn- gadget yeah, yeah. because like, like that season you were talking about, my back was killing me. Yeah, and you have a, the snow every week. Yeah, you have a decent oh, sized driveway. Yeah. Too. Fortunately, I don't have like a huge, huge driveway, but yeah, when when you have two feet piled up and it goes like over like the top of the snowblower, like it's wow. Yeah, so that's why I try and go out like four times like throughout the night. Um, no, I'm I'm definitely not about the snow life. Yeah. No. No. Oh, enough about snow. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> So I've kind of run out of uh, stuff here. I don't know if there's anything I missed, Mike. Did you have anything? Yeah, so in Bluebell Wood, you've got a couple awards for that. A writer, director. Um, when's that coming out? Well, again, because of COVID, we had to postpone. We were supposed to be filming in October last year, uh, but now the dates are the end of May to the beginning of June. Shooting over four days, it's... A short proof of concept film, and we are hoping that it will go to festivals in November of this year. Now, do you do you have a? I know I asked Dan the same question. Do you prefer to be in front of the camera? Do you like doing like the behind the scenes stuff? See, there's definitely pros and cons to each. I haven't directed yet. I've assisted the director and I've sort of I've done like the extras casting uh, for crowd scenes I really really enjoy organizing things everything has to be organized (laughs) my mum's gonna watch this and she's gonna be like no Laura look at your room but I really like paperwork and it has to be organized so I really like the behind the scenes stuff which requires paperwork (laughs) I don't know is that weird I think with Bluebell Wood as well, myself and Laura Saxon, who's also an actress, we have, over lockdown and the whole coronavirus pandemic, we have been plowing through all of the paperwork. I think if if the pandemic hadn't have happened, A, we definitely would have been filming in October. Well, we would have filmed in October, but we had a couple of rewrites since lockdown and the script is so much better. So I'm kind of glad we didn't film in October. But yeah, so behind the camera, I really enjoy all the organization and everything. And also the fact that I don't need to wear makeup and I can just like put my hair up into a pineapple. But in front of the camera, obviously you're kind of, depending on what you're filming, you're full of makeup and you've got, or you've got to look really pretty all the time and all that. So there's definitely pros and cons. All right, so final question. What's your favorite horror movie of all time? Uh, or your go-to, I should say. Okay, my go-to would be The Others Very with good. Nicole Kidman. Not too many people say that. I really like that. I love the twist. The twist got me. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't see it coming. But I, if I want a really good scare, every time I watch it, The Descent. I have to go back and watch that again. I've only seen that one once. That is a that great had movie. Me, that had me awake that night when I watched it. I mean, it's, that that like almost never happens. I never really have nightmares about films that I watch, but The Descent really did it for me. No, what was uh, God like? I think I saw it like when it came out. Like, what was what was the deal with with um spelunking? 
Oh, I know that. But like, what was what was like down? That was like when they were in like South America, right, or something like that. Yeah, they were they were caving. I thought they were I in mean, some, I, like, Mayan like like temple kind of thing. Yeah, I, I could be thinking of something else. Well, they were in a cave. They weren't supposed to go in, and there was all these creatures and. Yeah, they'll get claustrophobic and they start fighting with each other, and then there's also these monsters hidden in the caves. It's kind Cave of all monsters. going on, really, in it. Yeah, I'm gonna have to revisit that then because, like, I remember and I remember really liking it, but it's it's been so long. Yeah, it's 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 got a gr- great amount of gore, claustrophobia, like great characters as well. Uh, it's, I think it's got like a really nice mix of everything now are you claustrophobic okay so i i went caving and it didn't really go to plan we did have a bit of a collapse uh so ever since then caving has been like for me Hmm. um i wouldn't say i'm necessarily claustrophobic i can get in an elevator or like in a really small room uh, and that's fine but caving in particular just there's something about it that i'm just not not okay with (laughs) I guess yeah, all collapse would do that. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. It's weird because, like, I'm the opposite. I'm not claustrophobic. Like, I prefer, like, enclosed spaces, if that makes, like, any sort of sense. No. So, it's comforting, yeah. I guess. I, I was going to say it'd be comforting. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's, it, but I'm not, like, afraid of, like, wide open spaces, like, either. It's, it, I don't know. It's strange. But, yeah. Like, whenever, like, I had my bed in my bedroom, it would always be, like, kitty cornered like in a wall so like i'd be like next to the wall or something something like that i don't know i just i like feeling things close around me i don't know maybe it's like feeling secure i guess i don't know yeah that's nice yeah oh, i'm weird like in bed not when you're caving though i don't know yeah probably not <laughs> you don't really want to feel things around you when you cave in to be honest <laughs> although well, there's part of the reason why I've, like we'd never go on a cruise i like seeing land i guess I don't know, like knowing I have an out if something were to happen, I guess. I don't know. Just being surrounded by water and not being able to see anything else just kind of like scares the crap out of me. Yeah. Is it like what's under the water or is it just the fact that it's just water? Um, well, I have a fear of drowning also, so. Ah, okay. Now we're getting there. <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird because like I don't, I love going in the water. Like I, I love going swimming and stuff like that. Like I don't have a fear of the water. It's just. Okay. I don't want to drown, I guess. I don't yeah. think anyone wants to drown. No, but, but, <laughs> but like some people have like, you know, the like of their ways to like die. Like like no like people don't want to be set on fire or like their biggest fear is that. Like mine is drowning. I feel like that would be like the worst way to drown, which wow. I don't know. It's supposed it's that's supposed to be you guys quite quite cathartic, I think. What, what like when people have said like how does it feel to drown? Yeah. Like I don't really know how that could work, but I don't I don't want to find out. Like I'm not going to be a test subject, but you know. <laughs> no, well, yeah, because they say like you know you basically just kind of like fall asleep, I guess. Like after you just yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird that. What a way to end an interview, huh? <laughs> 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 And that's what death is like. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you so much. It was an absolute pleasure. Yeah. Oh, it's been thank great. You. I've had a great laugh. Thank you. We're good for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll definitely, definitely have to have you back on again after you've done yeah. some of your other 
uh, other stuff. Yeah, um, I can't wait to be able to tell you more about things. Yes. Yeah, it sounds um, like you're going to have a busy, busy summer. Oh, fingers crossed. I need it. <laughs> I to say, that's, that's a good thing. Job security, right? <laughs> just, yes, definitely. Just, well, hopefully it's not too, too busy. Oh, I don't mind. Mm-hmm. I don't mind. I, I would be flying everywhere. No. I don't know, though. We'll see. We'll see how it all pans out. Yes. Um, again, thank you so much. Yeah. No. Good. Good luck with everything. I can't wait oh, to see. I, I can't wait to see the the stuff that comes out. Yes, definitely. I'll keep you guys updated. Definitely, and uh, you will know as soon as I know what what's happening. Sweet. Awesome. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> uh, thank you, guys. All right. Now I have to go tear my wall apart now. <laughs> oh, oh God. That's fun. Long story. Shovel some snow. I'll get the snowblower on it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right through the wall. Right through the wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, God. All right. Well, thank you. Have a great rest of your day. And you too. Thank you very much, guys. It's been a lot of fun. All right. Thank, thank you. you. Wow. That was that was a lot of fun. I was pretty nervous, but it, it went well, I think. I think it went really well. She's funny. The... Uh, Definitely wasn't like the the tension was alleviated pretty pretty early. No, I I had a blast talking. It was a little weird drinking coffee instead of beer, but we got through it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I I struggled, but I I dealt with yeah. it. Yeah, but I thank you, thank you so much for joining us, Laura. I mean, great talk, great episode. I think. Yeah, no, and and I hope you know as she gets some more stuff to come out that we you know get to talk to her again. Yeah, unfortunately, COVID messed up. Her schedule, everybody's schedule. I mean, it messed up the world, but we're going to get through it and we'll see the other side. But as always, you can check us out on Podomatic, Spotify, iTunes, wherever. I mean, if you're in my basement, you can probably hear us shooting the shit. (laughs) Follow us on Twitter at Fans of the Dead One. Yeah, we're on uh, Instagram, Fans of the Dead One. We're on Facebook, Fans of the Dead. You can check out our YouTube channel, Fans of the Dead, if you want to complain about anything shout out to us give us some suggestions any type of feedback fans of the dead podcast at gmail.com yeah yeah that's about it man so until next time have fun be safe peace